Be welcome to another edition of Ask the Amigos. We've gathered all of the questions from our Discord channel from the past month, and we are going to be answering them for you right now. Uh, first up, a question comes from uh, Simulant, and he says, no, I'm sorry, Lobsterminator asks, as both a religious person and music buff, oh, this is a question for me. As both a religious person and a music buff, what is your opinion on Christian rock and pop? That's a good question, Lobsterminator. Um, I I don't have I don't see anything wrong with Christian insert whatever like Christian rock, Christian rap. Um, if that is your thing, like if that helps you uh, feel closer to you know if you're a Christian, if that helps you feel closer to to Christ. And, uh, and and makes you grow spiritually, uh, then I'm all for it. Um, I think that Christian music, much like all music, varies wildly on the quality scale. And unfortunately, I think a lot of bands that can't hack it in the pop, commercial pop world, uh, make a turn to the religious music scene and, uh, and, and find more success there. Uh, there's also... Um, and I, that is, it is what it is. You know, those people are just trying to get by just like everybody else that's, that's performing. Um, I think where I have a problem with it is when it's used during actual church services, because I'm of the opinion that a, a church service shouldn't be like a rock concert. Like the band shouldn't be the thing up front that everybody's got their eyes on. Uh, but since I'm Roman Catholic, I guess that, that makes sense because just our, 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 the mass is so much different than that. But, um, you know, there's, there's some, some Christian rock bands I like. Uh, I think Jars of Clay is pretty good. Uh, there's a band called Welcome Wagon. That's pretty good. If you like Sufjan Stevens, it's, it's sort of like that. Um, but, um, I guess my opinion on it mostly, you know, is, is just, it's the same as, as any other kind of music. I've got an opinion on this one, Boat. Okay, man. Let's hear it. First of all, let's talk about Striper. Okay. Back back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Very famous Christian rock band. The Hose had a big Striper poster on his wall. And I remember I went in there with Rich, and Rich is like, man, look at who are these band full of hot chicks? (laughs) (laughs) I buried him right there on the spot. uh, No, Christian rock is uh, not my bag. And I think the main reason, it's not because I have problems with them heaping praise or whatnot, but I mean, when you look at any music form, with the exception of, say, a hymn, there is no limitation to what that is. When you have, when you've got a Christian band, you're right there. You're really limiting the scope of what you're going to sing about. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. not saying it's bad. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you go in expecting certain things. Right. And so uh, I think that it's it's t- it's no easy task to get over as an artist now i i understand what you're saying about them maybe sometimes the less talented band sort of roll over there you know but there have been some good singers that rolled out of there you know your amy grants that comes oh to yeah mind. I, well like uh, and, marvin gay like tons of people from the gospel scene oh yeah you know. but i mean like who was the guy if something he had his middle initial in his name something c something oh something michael g, w something. smith that's him mm-hmm. he was a guy that had a couple of hits that rolled right out of the out of the uh, uh, scene. So, I mean, it's not like they're, uh, it's not like you've got a bunch of duds in oh, there. Oh, no, you've not at all. plenty of talented singers in there that do that sort of thing. And you've got people that kind of go back and forth. But if I'm going to turn into a radio station, it's not going to be a Christian rock station. Just because I'm just going to get, even if you're a big fan of 
hymns or the Lord or whatever, you're just going to get tired of hearing the same subject matter over and over. And that's oh, yeah. I, I totally you know. agree with you. And I, I think that uh, part of, you know, another sort of issue that I have is that pop music by its very nature is sort of ephemeral. You know, it's it's sort of be it's it's sort of by its design to be here today and gone tomorrow. And when you think about like songs of praise, uh, maybe they should be built on a little firmer foundation than something that sounds like uh, like Lady Gaga or Madonna. Not that there's anything wrong with those those people, but I mean, like what a lot of Christian pop sometimes can turn into is like this is a song that sounds like Jesus is my boyfriend, and that that seems a little weird to me. Um, so. Anyway, I remember, hearing a, I remember hearing a story one time that's, I don't know how this happened. It's some kind of rock, and this could be a crap story. Somebody can confirm this. But there was some sort of uh, event where Striper was uh, was coming up before Slayer, all right? And you know Slayer, they are literally in league with the devil and Lucifer, and you've got Striper. But I remember one of the things Striper used to do was throw little Bibles out, right. like little testaments out to the crowd. And this crowd was was pelting Striper with these tests. I remember hearing that. So whether if they're singing, they're getting nailed with Bibles. That always struck me as amusing. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I I, like I've heard I've heard that story too. Way. So there there you go. All right. Uh thank you, Lobsterminator. Good question. Lord Soup asks Fantasy Amiga question. Someone releases a new Amiga, say an 060 or uh AGA loads of fast RAM. All the letters, HGD, micro ST, super fast SCD. Um, but they were charging full Amiga Wedge money for it. So I'm going to, I had to read this whole thing. I'm going to try and summarize it for you. Somebody releases a top shelf spec Amiga, okay, yeah. all on original hardware, but it's also got micro SD. Um, and it's got the, uh, all the, the CD32 pad comes with it. Okay. But they're charging five hundred bucks. Um, are you going to shell out for that? So this is basically I, like, what if they made an Amiga version of the Spectrum next? I guess five hundred bucks would be a, that would be that would be a fantasy if that was true because the, you know how you can't get the pad for that. Uh, so I guess see, I would have said no because I don't need that kind of power. But that's a cheap price to pay for something that awesome. So there's a chance if I had the money that I would buy it because uh, admittedly I'll never use I'll never need an 060 with all that crap on it but that's so cheap that I think it's a good deal. So I would say pro- maybe if I had the cash. There you go. Uh me no. I w- I, w- I would probably not buy anything for 500 bucks just anything anytime anywhere. That's a lot of money for a video game. There you um, go. The Slow Norris asks, what kind of vehicles do you drive? Uh, I drive a Jeep. Uh, you drive a Nissan sometimes too, right? That's that's Tree's car. I don't but drive But you still, you, you, you cruise around in it sometimes. No, I never drive it. It's a death hole in that thing. <laughs> I mean, it's filthy, as you can, as you would imagine. Uh, and then my work truck is, uh, what's that, like a Ford Explorer or some kind oh, of... Oh, man, that's nice. Those are nice it's cars. Not, it's not. It, it's not. It's not nice. It's just, it's as plain Jane as it, the state didn't spring for all the extras. Trust me. It's old, too. It's also got hundreds of thousands of miles on it, so, but it gets me around. Aaron, can you push your microphone down just a little bit so we can see your face? There we go. Perfect. Um, so, uh, I drive Lambo, of course. No, I, I drive a a Hyundai Sonata, 
which is a totally boring like sedan, but I love it because like I just I really like the way that it drives and I love the interior and uh, it, it, it looks it's modeled off a, a Mercedes GLA. Um, it's it's a really nice looking car, but it's really totally boring. Like I almost bought a Jaguar and I kind of almost wish that I would have, even though they're a nightmare to maintain. Uh, they, they break down all the time. But part of me still wishes that I'd bought it. Uh, and then uh, we also have an SUV. We've got a Ford Edge, which is a small uh, for American for Americans. A small SUV would probably be a full size SUV in Europe. Um, and we use that when the weather's bad or when we're hauling like garden supplies and stuff like that. You guys get some top shelf cars over at the boathouse. Well, yeah. You had that, then you have like a hybrid. We had a man, that thing. Talk about a money pit. We, we bought that thing and then we drove it for a couple of years and then the battery went out on us and the battery costs half as much as the car. And That's so where we, they get you. we got rid of that yeah. thing. You can't um, go over to the Dollar Tree and stuff 400 of the Dollar Tree batteries. Sunbeams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul, a.k.a. Oh, um, and then the, he, this, do you love your vehicle, Aaron? No. No. I don't love it. I look at cars. They're just a, it's sort of like a, a blender. Or something. I, I don't. I don't have any affinity for a, a, a machine like mm. that. I so do like love a PC. My car. Same thing. I don't care. Do Maybe you if ha- I had a Jag, I'd care more. I'm no. I'm worried. I'm not in the same ballpark as a Jag. Say that right now. And they are real tough to take care of. You made the right call. I used to work for a Jag dealer. Um, do you have a dream vehicle? Um. Well. I said I'm a big fan of the '60s Batmobile. That would be cool. Uh, I, you know, I really would like to have. You know what? Here, I'm telling you, I I would love to have a '70s van. You know, a Chevy van. That's all right with me. With the mm-hmm. big picture on the side. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I read this comic uh, called Knights of the Dinner Table. One of the guys in it has a '70s van with a beautiful portrait of the Babylon Five on the side. Mm. He's sort of geeky. Mm-hmm. I could I could go for something like that. And I want one of these deals where at the back of it's got that real plush fur type carpeting. Oh and yeah. Disco ball. Mm-hmm. You know, I want something like that. Like I want to go all the way. So that would be awesome. I would like to have that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I picture it being not the Babylon five, just that sort of like rusty orange color. But that, but it's actually paint. You know what I'm talking about? That you used yeah, to see on cars. Mean. Yeah. You know, my neighbor back in the, when I was a kid, they had one of those vans with a with a with a lion on the Sahara, <laughs> sort of like paint on the side. I love it. And I remember thinking, see, this is this is. I mean, because these are vehicles that have a cool picture on them. Right. They're art. Right. You know? They're art. Yeah. Uh, my dream vehicle. Um, I always talk about the Carmen Ghia whenever this question comes up. But these days, cool. uh, I, Volkswagen makes a camper van called the California. And even though it's called the California, it's not for sale in the United States. And this is a, it's a compact van. I mean, it's no bigger than like a minivan pretty much, but it's got a pop-up roof. You can, you can sleep up there. It's got like a sink in it and stuff and some couches. So I think that would be pretty cool to take a road trip on. I think it's called the California because once you buy it, suddenly you're billions of dollars in debt. Yeah. That's why it's called that. And also occasionally you run out of electricity in the car. (laughs) Uh, let's see here. Um, Paul, AKA Hermski writes, do you eat food that's past its expiration date? If it still smells and looks fine. Absolutely. And milk. Yes. Those expiration dates are a suggestion, not a rule, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, in fact, I've heard that in, I remember this from when I lived in Sheffield, I remember reading something, um, 
on the news or something where they were actually thinking about taking off expiration dates because so much food gets thrown away because the expiration date doesn't really mean anything, you know? Yeah. So. And drugs are even worse. <clears throat> I've heard effectively most drugs don't have an expiration date. Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, now I can understand why they get rid of drugs, but I've heard that they, um, a lot of drugs, it's just, it's a, it's a rel- they just put them on there, you know? Yeah. But when it comes to food, I mean, I'm not some kind, I'm not going to fish crap out of the trash or something, but I mean, if I've got some milk and it ran out, say, yesterday, I'm not just going to toss it. Now, a tree will toss it right out. They don't, that's, that's sold by a date. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's bad. Right. You know, canned foods like that. I mean, canned food, it's not going to go bad on you, you know, unless it's like a decade or something. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. exactly right. Uh, Paul also asks, if you were given $5 million to open a small museum, what would your museum be for and look like? You know, I would have loved to have, uh, in fact, I, I came an ace of trying to get this going and I stopped just cause I remembered I was in West Virginia, but there's a, there's a, a building downtown hurricane. that's a, just the right size. And it's an old looking building. It's got a parking lot. I would love to have like a, uh, an arcade, uh, slash classic computer console like room there, like it's sort of like a, a playing museum that that I could put in there, and then the back of it's got a big workshop, so we could so all the local arcade people that could contribute to the museum and would still own the pieces could work on their stuff or store it there for you know for a week or two, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I would love to do that. I think it could be done. Oh, for $5 million, you could do it 20 oh, no, times I'm over. without the $5 million. If I had $5 million, it would be like that to the nth degree. Right. I would love to see something like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, this is not the time to be starting. I mean, we see these museums are flopping over all over the place. So mm-hmm. this is right now, even if I had the $5 million, I would just hold on to it until the times got better. I would open up. Do you remember uh, Jamie and Mike? They marched in drum and bugle corps during the summer. Yeah. I would open up a museum dedicated to the history of drum and bugle corps. Because it's a it's an amazing activity that has a really rich history. For people that don't know, they're outside the United States. Drum Buell Corps is uh, they used to be based off of a lot of VFWs. A lot of veterans clubs would sponsor them. A lot of Catholic churches would sponsor them, and they would be kids would get together and learn how to play an instrument, either a drum or a bugle. And they would go on tour during the summer and they would play at parades and they would have competitions and stuff like that. And they were there. It's very localized activity that was different than the band programs that were at schools. And a lot of times back in the 60s, there weren't band programs everywhere and there there wasn't marching band didn't turn into what it is now. Um, by the time the 80s arrived, this sort of thing had been phased out because uh, marching bands looked at what drum and bugle horse did and just copied it. But um, it's got a really rich history, especially in the 50s and the 60s. I like any sort of like very localized history where you have these these groups. And plus, I'm a big band nerd, so that makes sense. Um, but that's what I'd open. Mm. You think they would draw a boat? Absolutely not. It would be a huge flop, but I have $5 million. I can keep it running for a year or sink, two. Just sink it in there until That's the money right. runs dry. That's right. See, I was thinking of a money-making excuse me, sort of potential. Well, if you but think yeah, that hey, if you think that a, a computer museum has money-making potential in Hurricane, West Virginia. I don't. Yeah. Not here, no. I don't think either one of our ideas are going to work here. If we made like a bluegrass music jug band museum, we might have a chance. <laughs> that would be onto something. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um Paul, his final question, he asks, when was a time you acted nonchalant, but were going crazy inside? A a lot. A lot of times. (laughs) That's most of your life, I figure, Aaron. 
I try to no sell a lot, but as yeah. you know, uh, mostly personal stuff. Occasionally, I mean, I've, that's happened on this show with Brent on the other show, like in conversations I have at work, conversations I have at home all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I consider myself a pretty low key guy, but internally I'm out of control all the like I, I so I'm good at controlling. I, I'm a very jumpy. You've seen me go off few times i mean i'll i kind of suppress that but it happens all the time and occasionally you know a good example we were just talking about on the last show when i was reading about that turrican thing the more i read about that i was i couldn't believe what i was reading and so when we were filming the the last show i tried to stay cool but internally i wanted to explode all over this thing but i know secretly you know that guy remember when we reviewed severed heads Mm -hmm. and then the guy comes on and he's like yeah that was my game on the youtube right the I, all the time we play a game that I think is really bad, I try, and you I know you don't do this, you'll bury, you'll bury anything you hate, but I True. try to not kill it because of just that situation where the author's like, hey, you killed my game. I'm like, oh, sorry, man. You know, I know you worked hard on that. I feel like a jerk. So, yeah, but I, that happens to me a lot. And I don't know. Now, what about you? Because you, you're a pretty emotional guy. Yeah, most of the time it's when things are like when somebody tells me something that I really like and I want to start dancing around and going going crazy, then yeah. I usually keep that inside. But if somebody angers me, you know, I, I, I have a hard time keeping that in. And so. So you actually suppress your own joy. I, yeah, I suppress joy far more often than I suppress anger. See, I don't do that. We're op- We're totally opposite on that boat. I mean, it's not like you're some kind of raging death machine. No, well, but I maybe. mean, I have seen you get mad. Yeah, you know, you do, you know. But I mean, it's not like, and even your anger is not like ham-fisted slugfest. It's no, just a, I just get really tell. mean. I just get really mean and like biting and sarcastic and not pleasant. That's that's the extent of it. So you're good. I mean, I, I, you'll take. I've been taken to school by you, and it, you it's very you you can you can lay it on if you want to. Well, it's not you know I think it's that's nothing sort to be proud of. Yeah. Well, no, that's not. Everyone gets mad, but that's what I'm saying. You know, you're just you're a human being, my friend. Well, you know, it's funny because when Eep talks about you, she always says yeah. the same thing. She's like, Aaron always says something nice. That's like that's her favorite thing to say about you. Well, and good. So, I'm glad I'm getting over with Eep. Yeah. I wish everyone was like that. Um, Barkbit asks. How many Scoville units can you handle? So, are, you know what Scoville units are, Aaron? Uh, uh-uh, uh. Okay, that's like uh, when it comes to like the spiciness of food. So, oh. Bark gives us a couple examples. A jalapeno is five thousand, Tabasco is fifty thousand, and standard U.S. Pep- grades pepper spray is five million. <laughs> wow, I've been pepper sprayed. By the way, it's no really good. tell me about yeah. that. Um, I was at a prison. And uh, uh, they had the old uh, spray out, uh, and they, and I was doing the instrument when they sprayed a bunch of that crap all over the place, and so it sucked. Were that they doing it bad. for fun? No, they were spraying a prisoner. Oh man! So you're like yeah. in there, like next to prisoners when you're working on this stuff. Yeah, I figured that like they would not let the prisoners in when you're working on the instruments. Incorrect, sir. The oh. prisoners, I mean, it's not everywhere, but yeah, this place, I was right beside the holding cell, and the guard went in there and went to work. And the, the guard had warned this chick. It was chicks, by the way. She'd warned her two or three times, if you you're good, don't do it. And by God, she lit her up, you know? So that was no good. Mm. And that, that was, keep in mind that I didn't get it in the face. I was just in the vicinity, and it sucked. It right. was real bad. So I can answer this question easily. What is the, what would you say, with Gerbils, Grubles, what did you say it was called? Scoville. 
Scobles. Um, whatever the Scobles is for like mustard, like that's as high as I don't like. like spicy you mean stuff. like um like the spicy mustard at Chinese restaurants? No, I mean like uh the mustard you get at like Kroger. Like yellow the, mustard, like, like the, hot dog mustard. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I I I don't do hot. I don't oh. like hot food. Um, I have gotten more accustomed to eating spicy food since Eep came along. Um, I, you know, I, I can eat jalapenos. With, I, well, it's funny because according to Barkbit, Tabasco is 50,000, but I don't think Tabasco is that hot. I, in fact, I think jalapenos are hotter than, than Tabasco. So maybe, maybe Scoville units don't tell the whole story, but the things that are really hot for me are like, there's Thai chili peppers, which are really tiny. And those things will light you up. So I can't I can't deal with those. Like Eep will eat it. She'll sit there and she'll eat and tears will be running down her face. It's thing, but she loves it. And she won't talk to me. Like if I try and talk to her, she gets upset. She like approaches this with a different mindset than I do. I look at people that like eat like my partner work eats that real hot stuff. I look at those people with the same way I look at like a real like big time beer drinker. You know, like I like the darkest beers you can stand a fork up in. Like mm-hmm. to me, this stuff is is unedible or undrinkable. But to them, that's just, that's their bag. You know, so you know it's like I love black licorice. Some people can't stand that stuff. Everyone's got a thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so there you go. Someone's eating that weird food that we got sent in the mail. You know that <laughs> thunder salt, salt and all mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I mean, someone likes it, but by God, it's not me. I. uh yeah, if, if we're going on Buffalo Wild Wings, I can eat the wild sauce, which is the next to highest, but yeah. I don't enjoy it. But I can't eat blazing. Blazing is like, even eat, she's like, no, it's just painful. So I dip an uncoated wing in mayonnaise. That's as high as I can get. That, that's nasty. I Graham Vebke just... asks, if you could close down a fast food chain forever, which one would you choose and why? I have an if answer I ready. close one down. Go ahead. Taco Bell. It is the nastiest. I mean, it literally tastes like something that you would feed a dog. Like, it is so nasty that I can't even stand it. There are some things there that I can eat, like a cheese quesadilla. I can handle that. But, like, any of the beef stuff, the beef is of such a low quality that it just, it makes me gag, and I can't do it. I I don't, I'm not a fan of, Taco Bell, but there's a few things on their on their menu I can I can eat. I don't I don't go there if I don't have to. I'm gonna say, and this is an easy one for me, Panera Bread. Get oh. it out. <laughs> I've never liked this dump. I don't like the people that work there. I don't like the people that own it. Here you go. Here's your seventeen dollar bowl of soup. We'll just throw a chunk of bread we ripped off with our feet <laughs> into the bag without anything around it. You know, you've got you a go, point sucker. there. Panera is pretty yeah. pretentious. Yeah. And plus it's the it's the uh it's the hippest of the fast food joints. And so you've got that. I, I don't like it. Get it out. So, yeah, Panera Bread, gone. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm halfway with you there. Um, Graham Vebke asks, if you could make one invention, item, or product vanish forever, what would you choose and why? Hmm. Uh, auto-tune. Hmm. But you love all that dubstep female vocal. That's auto-tuned out the wazoo. Do, do it all natural. Listen, it's worth it. I'll take the hit. You go back and listen to listen. I'm going to be a music snob now, but I, I when I grew up, you had, like bands had to perform live and sound good. I'm not saying they can't do it now. There's a lot of great singers out there, tons, right? Even guys I don't like that can sing, but I, I hate it when they get some schlup, stick the auto tune on them, and then like there's your album, get that out. I want someone that actually can. There's a zillion great singers that can't get signed. 
but there's a hot chick that they can auto-tune to crap out of and sign who can dance around so she gets a record deal. No good. We need more Mama Casses out there that can get in there and get it done for real. There you go. I think that that's a good... I, I, I can respect that. Um, for me... You know, and I say this honestly. <laughs> Frodo just buried you, by I the way. I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> um, it would be the smartphone. You know, I look back at pictures and videos of before 2007, and I look at people, and people are living life. You know, they're walking around, they're talking to each other, or maybe they're just staring off into space, you know? Yeah. Those times, that will never come back. You know, every yeah. concert you go, you look at an old concert film and people are watching the concert. Um, that's something that's never going to come back. You know, you probably expect me to bury you here. And, and I, there are plenty of reasons why I could. But here's the thing. You're not wrong. I'll give you an example. I had Uncle Larry up here over the weekend with his son. Mm -hmm. Right. Uncle Larry like here I am being ultra interesting and super entertaining as, right. I can. as you always I'm are literally a one man show. I'm like the same name as junior, right? All dance and all singing. triple threat. Listen, I could be doing the triple Lindy off the sofa into a, into a shot glass and I can't get this sucker to look up from his idiot game on his stupid phone. You mm -hmm. know, it does. People don't pay attention. You know what I hate? You're showing a guy, look at this video. You got to see this video. They don't, they're, what? what? Yeah. Look at this. Hey, let's watch this movie. You know what? Like, hey, look at this old photo I found. The ble they're the most they're the blessing and the curse of the world. They are. You know, mm -hmm. they they are. Could uh, listen. I I love the phone. I love using the phone. I love taking p photos with the phone. It's great, right? But have we lost? What have we sacrificed? We've sacrificed our attention span. We've sacrificed conversational skills, our privacy. We've sacrificed a lot to have these cell phones, right? So, you know, I'm not sure it was worth the sacrifice, to be honest with you. And, I, you know, that's for someone smarter than me to decide. But, yeah, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Uh, what is one gift you want for your birthday but never seem to get, no matter how hard you drop the hints? Um, I don't ever drop hints. Because I don't. Because my my goal is for my birthday to go go by without anyone noticing every year. I'm, I'm very rarely successful. Uh, if I could have a gift on my birthday uh, that I like, no one knows I want. I'm always like I'm always looking for like uh, like those uh, EverDrive cards, stuff like that, and no one knows which ones I want, or no one even knows what they are. So I'm never going to get that sort of thing. But really, I don't really get too wound up on gifts and stuff. I, I'm happy with what I've got, and if I and I really don't need anything else, to be honest with you. So I don't really get wound up about it. What about you? When I was a kid, it happened a lot more. Um, like when I was a kid, I really wanted um, just like nothing but video game stuff all the time. And so I would, I would just be like, just get me this, get me this or that. But since I've grown older. I mean, it's just like I have a hard time when people ask me what I want for my birthday. I have a hard time telling them because usually if there's something I want, I just go out and get it, you know, or I decide I can't I can live without it. So, you know, we live in a in a day I and mean, we're very fortunate, both. We're both working. We're, we're both. We're OK. You know, we're, we're doing OK. But I mean, I wouldn't say we're at the upper threshold of financial kings or no. anything. We're we're, bare, we're making it right. But in a in a in a we're and we're West Virginia, you know, armpit of America, whatever. But we are so 
lucky to have all the stuff. Everyone, most people have so much great stuff, and they're so fortunate uh, and so lucky, and they can do so much with what they've got. That I wonder why we, you know, how much do we continue to amass before? You know, I think I hit the wall. Mm-hmm. I think the boat challenge was thrust upon me without me even knowing it, because I, I don't feel like I need it that much anymore. You know, I, I think I'm, I think I hit the, I think I top. You know, right. And I think you hit it way before I did. So good for you. Well. Um, you know, my whole life, I always just thought one day I'm going to have a basement and I'm going to fill it up with, with video games. And when I filled up my basement with video games, I, I checked it off and that, that yeah. was the end. And so, yeah. all right, well, that's going to do it for this edition of Ask the Amigos. We will see you next week with another one.